Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and the Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area. And it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just looking for more information about franchising or entrepreneurship in the local community. On today's episode, we're going into part two of the two-part two part series on the franchise visit, the last step in the due diligence process as you're researching franchise opportunities. So we're picking back up on the expectations you should have when you come to a visit. We ended the last episode starting on some of the brass tacks, you know, the duration of the visit and questions to ask, et cetera. We're picking back up. Unless otherwise agreed, there should be no signing ceremony or no pressure to make a payment during this visit. And again, the premise here is that it's an in-person visit. It could be a virtual visit where you're going through the same process uh, because of health issues, et cetera. We are talking post-pandemic here. But consider it a red flag if they're insisting on a signing ceremony or some kind of payment during the visit, unless that has been pre-agreed upon between you and them for some reason. Everybody's very certain you've had some kind of face-to-face -face visit before. There's a few other details. There's somebody in the organization that hasn't met you that wants to meet you. So this might actually be called uh, a signing or confirmation visit. And everybody knows that, hey, unless something really goes sideways, we're going to sign. Outside of that kind of arrangement that you've made ahead of time, this should be a visit where everybody, you and them, have a chance to meet each other, break bread together, get to know each other face-to-face -face without the pressure of feeling like we're making a decision today. And that goes for them as well, which is why they typically don't create that kind of expectation. Do expect some kind of specific timeline and agenda for both just before, during, and after the visit. Memorize that. If they don't send you an agenda, request the agenda before you go, or at least get something in your hand while you're on the plane on the way there. Memorize it and generate questions from it. So if the agenda says, hey, the first evening, we're going to break bread, you might meet some other franchisees that are in the local area. Uh, at the dinners, probably going to be our CEO and our president and six other prospective franchise owners. So think about the questions you want to ask in those social environments as well. And then looking at the schedule, are there group sessions that next day? Are there one-to-one -one sessions with individuals in the organization? Do they break it down by topics and categories of support? Like the marketing team is going to meet with you and the support team is going to meet with you and the launch team is going to meet with you. you know, in a smaller brand new franchise, that may all be one person, but there's still different topic sections and that should help you lay out questions that you have. If you had that conversation and got a written opinion and feedback from a franchise attorney before your visit, then sprinkle those into your conversations. And if you're working with a representative of the company as you're planning for this visit, make sure to let them know some of the questions and even send some of the questions to them that if they're new questions that are reasonable ones that your franchise or, or excuse me, that your attorney, franchise attorney has submitted to you share that with them ahead of time. So you don't want to surprise anybody. Give them time to give a thoughtful, meaningful response to it. If you're going into this feeling like, I want to see if I can trip them up, that's the wrong attitude. That is the wrong attitude. And frankly, if your franchise attorney, now I'm speaking as a franchisee myself, if your franchise attorney gives you that kind of advice, 
that, you know, see if you can trip them up, up on this or that. I would question how long they've been doing this. Are they really franchise attorneys or do they not necessarily understand the environment in a franchise relationship? This is something where the whole is supposed to be greater than the sum of its parts. And you're looking to forge a meaningful relationship with somebody that you're getting into a business marriage with, right? So you're not going into the scene if you can trip them up. You're going in seeing if you can confirm what you knew about the culture, the people behind the organization, their competitive differentiators. Is this the right organization for you? So again, repeat questions are good. We talked about that at the end of the first episode. Again, you may have asked the same question that person navigating you through the process. You ask them, tell me how you help your franchise owners with recruitment. Ask the same question of their marketing person if uh, recruitment marketing is part of their role. Ask their president the same question. Maybe you'll get a little bit different of an answer, more of a, of a visionary response to it. That's good. You know, that adds to all the information you need to make a real informed decision. And of course, it tells them that you're taking this decision seriously. No different than a job interview. If you don't ask some good probing, sometimes relatively awkward, but fair questions, that may reflect poorly upon you if you don't do that. Also, although you shouldn't be signing and putting any money, uh, wiring any money to them during this visit, unless previously agreed to, you should still come out of this understanding exactly what that's going to look like. No surprises at this point. There's a lot of pressure on everybody. You're going to really start to feel it. We're talking about that in the next few slides. But you need to know, when are they going to expect me to pay? They're probably going to give you a decision on whether or not to award you that. They might give it to you there, but typically they want some time to talk about it you know, with their whole group when you're not in the room. So let's say you're making this visit on a Friday. The following Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, they might give you their decision and give you a week or so. That's kind of the average that I've seen. Give or take, depends on the organization. But they give you a week or so to respond. And then within a handful of business days of that is when they arrange a time to do a signing call with you and you're wiring your money back. So make sure that you understand those timelines and that any business partner, spouse, significant other who's involved in this process, especially if they're not at this visit with you, that they all understand this as well. As I was saying before, doubt will creep in for you if you're human at all. I don't care if this is the 10th business that you've invested in before, the 10th franchise. Maybe it'll be a little less because you've experienced this before, but there's going to be some, call it what you want, fear, apprehension, pressure. You're going to feel it. It's going to start coming into play. Doubts that you had, that you thought were extinguished, those are gonna start coming back a little bit, I bet, or somebody else will bring it up. Even during the visit, maybe you'll be talking with another visitor and you're having a conversation in the hotel that you're all staying at and they bring something up and it becomes a new doubt for you. It's all in greater focus right now, right? You're feeling the, the light is burning a lot brighter now. It's okay to feel that way. It means that you're taking the decision seriously. As long as, as, long as it doesn't freeze you from making a responsible, rational decision in either direction. So my advice to you, having been through this myself and helped over 500 people through this same process is focus on the results that you actually took from your due diligence. Don't freeze up and let the heat of the moment as you're making this decision over the coming week or two during and after the, this visit. Focus on the facts that you collected and focus on the feedback that you got from the franchisees and the franchisor. 
and pay attention to what got you to this point thus far. I'm not trying to paint this with some rose-colored glasses and saying there's always going to be positive feedback. It's not what I'm here to tell you. I'm here to say pay attention to the facts. Don't get yourself all wound up about new opinions. If you fixate on some of the worst case what-ifs, the fear will kill your dream. And in many cases, you've let it kill your dream unfairly. And you know what? You don't know that until you get back to the market and a few months or a year later, you see somebody else crushing it with that same brand in your market. So all I'm asking you to do, I'm not asking you to say yes or no, just eliminate that buyer's remorse. There's such a thing as reverse buyer's remorse, non-buyer's remorse. And you feel it in the franchising field too. And it hurts just as bad as buyer's remorse. So make sure that you're talking with trusted advisors, business partners, spouses, significant others, and you're really focusing in on the facts of what you collected. There's no major life decision that doesn't come with some struggle and some fear. This is one of them, and you should be feeling this. So it's just a matter of how to overcome it with facts and real information. To make that balanced decision, how do you get there, right? What's the conversation you should be having in your head? I just talked about some of the conversations you shouldn't be having. Well, first of all, action replaces fear. Think about it. Sometimes you just have to jump in and start doing stuff. You got to go through your pros and cons. You got to work through the process that's worked for you and other major decisions. You got to use the tools that that franchisor may have given you or that your franchise broker or consultant gave you. Use those tools to start putting pen to paper and start meaning, so, making some meaning, meaningful, quantifiable decisions. Focus on answering really important questions like this. Do I believe this gets me to my goals? We're not talking about, you know, can I do better than 90% of franchisees in the first year based upon what I know about the metrics and performance. We're talking about, do I believe this gets me to my ultimate short-term and long-term goals? Things like having more freedom and control over my schedule. Maybe it's something like I want to grow a business to the point where I can put people in charge and I can run my business from anywhere. And I can take 10 weeks of vacation if I want to. Those are real goals. And if you feel like this business can achieve that for you, then you're onto the right thing. Do I trust that these people are going to guide me with integrity? Not do I trust that they have the answer to everything every time I ask the question. Do I trust that they'll guide me with integrity? If it's applicable, is my spouse or partner on board? There's a deal breaker. If they've now learned as much as you about this opportunity and they're not on board, they're legitimately concerned about it, that's a deal breaker. And you have to be honest with yourselves. Or at a minimum, you need to reopen some discussions on those points that they can't get past. And that might need to be a three-way conversation with an executive in that franchise organization. Do you fit the culture? Be honest with yourself. If for some reason you don't feel like you fit the culture, have a conversation about that with the person that you've gotten to know the best in the franchise organization. And talk about where you see, um, where you don't see alignment. Is it just something where you need to get a little bit more comfortable or are they seeing it also? They often notice that before you, but if you're sensing it and it's not just, oh, these are people that I'm getting to know in person for the first time, but we seem to be misaligned on certain things, have an open conversation with it. Remember, the last thing they want is somebody who's a bad match as well. And if you're sensing something, don't assume that they're sensing it. Open up the conversation, have the discussion with them. It's way too big of a decision 
for everybody involved, and it's a long-term decision. Do you clearly understand the owner's role that you're going to play, whether you're the primary operator or not? And do you feel that you can achieve success in that owner's role, no different than their successful franchise owners? It's an important one. Think about that. Internalize that. Really digest it. And think about it during the visit as you're listening to presentations from their key team members. And ultimately, be honest with yourself if the answer to any of these is no. If it's a no in your head, you can reopen the discussion as to why it's a no. But if it's something you can't get past, you have to remember, there's a lot more fish out there in the sea. And maybe you fall, you've dated and you've maybe even fallen in love or you're falling in lust with this franchise. It doesn't mean that you should get into a 10 plus year marriage with them. So have open, meaningful, informed conversations with the people that are involved. If you're lucky enough to have a franchise broker consultant who's looking from the outside in, this is a great time to pull them in. Yeah, it's a little self-serving because that's what I do for a living. But at the end of the day, we don't have the same emotion involved in it as you do. And we can be a, a lot more uh, impartial and unbiased in that decision-making. And by the way, this is why that financing plan that I talked about in the first episode is important before this step. You, The number one reason for fear, of course, is what if I lose my money, right? What if I don't have enough money and I can't make it and, and I lose this money? Now, some people are in more of a position to lose the money. Obviously, if you would have to spend every last cent that you have available to support your family on this franchise, well, that's a reason to say no. You should never put yourself in that position. But having a financing plan in place, it's not just to show the franchise or you're prepared. It's to make sure that you can make an informed, unpressured decision for yourself when the time comes. So they're going to ask you for that decision within a handful of business days, maybe a week or two after the visit. And you've got to prepare, be prepared to make that decision. If you don't really know exactly how am I going to fund this, can I really take money out of my HELOC? Is my house going to appraise for what I think it's going to? Am I sure? Do I have a pre-approval or a pre-qualification on this loan that I want to get, SBA or conventional? Or is it just your buddy at the bank saying, oh, yeah, we'll loan you that? Because guess what? Most of the time when they say that, they're not involved in that decision. You're not going to get the money. So make sure even if the franchisor doesn't bring it up and say they're concerned about it, make sure that you know, okay, I know what my plan is for funding this. If you don't, I guarantee you that might be an overwhelming fear. And then guess what? That, that, reverse, um, that reverse remorse comes into place when you're not ready for it and somebody else swoops in and picks up that territory for that franchise a month later while you're still trying to get your um, get all your pennies in order. Not a fun situation to be in, and I've seen it happen before. So, yeah, you're at this visit. You're standing at the altar, both parties, right? You've dated. You got engaged and you're here. If they say yes and you say no, make sure they saw it coming. It could be really awkward and uncomfortable. I'm not saying that you need to worry about hurting somebody's feeling if you're saying no, but let them know. There are many ways. If there's a concern that you have, don't hold back on it. Let people know in the final steps before this visit. During the visit, if you see something where you're saying, I, you know, I'm not sure that I ever understood that I'm going to be out there doing full-time sales every day. And I don't know that I can do that effectively without being exhausted. 
can I hire? And I can't hire somebody to fill this role. Have that open conversation with them. Don't let it be a secret to them. Because if they say yes, and then you say no and bring up that reason later on, your opportunity with them forever may be extinguished. So raise those final concerns during the final steps. Um, franchisors do respect decisiveness, and that ties in with making sure you're ready, that you're 90 plus percent ready when you show up for this visit. They understand what we talked about in the first uh, episode here, that uh, action displaces fear. And they know that you're feeling some level of that fear or pressure or apprehension right now. They're going to give you that awarding decision within a few business days, right? They expect you to be prepared to reciprocate within that agreed upon timeline, within about a week. You're going to have to, if they award you, you're going to have to be decisive and give them a response. If you're indecisive and you give them a lot of reasons, which they quite frankly may think you should have already resolved, you should have gotten through this, you should have figured out your funding plan. You should have at least had a franchise attorney available to you before you came for the visit, if not gotten a painting from them. You definitely should have had the discussion with your spouse. These are all red flags for them. Yellow flags, if you're lucky, perhaps red flags, no matter how much they like you. And they're looking at this and they're saying, well, first of all, just holding this territory or this license available for you after they said yes to you and you continue to kick the can down the road, not only does it show them, hey, you're being indecisive and that might actually play out when you have to make major decisions as a business owner within our brand, it's going to give them a little bit of concern. But there's also opportunity cost for them if they're holding on to that. So you being decisive, it shows them, hey, we made the right decision in holding out this market. Because as soon as you commit to that visit, typically they're freezing this market, right? Other good candidates come along. They're not going to engage them in any meaningful research. So they're holding on to it. And there's a cost to them, meaning they want to get, they want to begin their market penetration in that market. So they've done you a favor and put that on hold at a, at a measurable cost to them. And if you keep kicking the can down the road, eventually somebody in the C-suite is going to say, yeah, no, been there, done that. Give them a final deadline or just tell them thanks, but probably something's better for them. If that's the case and something's eating at you and you can't develop the answer to it, they might be doing you a favor. So you're going to have to be good with that. So what are the potential outcomes? Well, there's three. They award you and you accept. They don't award you and you find out why. Uh, with some good probing questions, or they award you with some contingencies. So that yes, we'll award you this or these territories, but it's contingent upon we need some more information from you, right? Uh, a common one, I need you some needing some more information. I'll skip to that because I don't have it in the slide here, but a common one is you're moving, right? You're moving into this new market where they're going to award you a territory and they want to see that you get moved in, that the house you're buying, that doesn't fall through because they want your feet on the ground there. Uh, before you execute the franchise agreement. Um, that's a pretty reasonable reason as to why. If they don't award you, which does happen sometimes, not a lot, you get to this discovery phase and if everybody's really 90%, a good percentage of people make it through if you've really been going through a thoughtful process for months on end at this point. But if they don't for some reason, swallow your pride and ask. Most of the time, almost all the time, when I was in the franchise or war, 
uh, in the franchise or side of this, I gave people very honest responses as to what we saw that gave us concern about you being able to have success in our franchise system. And if they're seeing that, most of the time, they're going to be willing to be open to open with you. They'll sprinkle it with some diplomacy, hopefully, right? Because they know it's hurting a little bit, but they'll give you good reasons. Every once in a great while, there'll just be a misunderstanding. And asking that follow-up clarifying question is the thing that saves it. In likelihood, it's not. It's something else that they saw. And all you can do with that is to say, this wasn't the right match. Thank goodness we figured it out now before everybody started spending a whole lot of money and making long-term commitments. And it can make me smarter for the next one, right? I can learn something from this. You have to be willing to internalize that. Be thankful. Be thankful that they saw something or that they see something. And of course, the fourth one, which I didn't mention, is you've decided no. Then we're not even at this point, right? We're not, this slide isn't even relevant. You're giving them a polite no and explaining why, and you're moving on. So hopefully they'll give you the same consideration if they say no. So let's say they award it with contingencies. Yeah, we want to move forward with you. We want to take some early steps. Maybe they'll allow some kind of deposit, percentage of the franchise fee, et cetera. They'll have a hard and fast rule about that. Either they allow it or they don't in most cases. And they'll put something down like, hey, you got to have skin in the game, and we're showing you that we've got skin in the game, but we're not going to go through this execution of the agreement and make you wire the rest of the money, the rest of the investment, until you've moved, until you've gotten to this spot, or until you've got this funding plan in place. We think that you've got it set, but we'd like to see this. And here's why they would say that. So they say, oh, hey, we may take a small deposit or something, but there are you know, real costs to them, paying franchise attorneys, paying accountants, um, spending time putting together a whole system processes, you become a franchisee within their system and it triggers all kinds of time and energy on behalf of their home office team and perhaps third parties that they pay to do things. They don't want to trigger all that stuff and make their whole team commit to those time commitments until they know that certain things are in place. So yeah, you know, we'll hold this off the marketplace. You give us a small deposit or whatever. Um, but we need to see that funding plan in place before we actually execute and you wire this money in. And they might revise the timeline accordingly, and they probably will. And you're going to need to stick to that. If they revise it, you need to push whoever's helping you in this hypothetical with the funding to make sure that it gets done. Or you need to communicate that to the partner or spouse who's having questions and you need to work through it. Understand, here's how much time we've got to make this decision. If they do award it, great news. They're going to repeat to you what's next. They're going to give you some time, um, unless you're absolutely positive at that point, and you say yes right then and there. When they award it to you, you say yes, no question, we're moving forward. You probably should already have a personalized franchise agreement. So before your visit, to trigger the 14-day waiting period, um, they've sent you a franchise agreement with your information already plugged into it. And so if that's gotten to you far enough ahead of time, then the timeline for the decision will be somewhat contingent upon that and somewhat contingent upon they want to give you enough time, but not too much to continue kicking the can. So let's say the 14 days has passed by the time you get to the visit. They let you know a couple days after your visit that you've been awarded the territory or territories, and they'll give you five business days from them to give them a decision. But if you didn't have the 14 days, if it just started, then maybe it's 10 days plus 
another five. So they should communicate that to you. And then they're gonna schedule a signing ceremony with you where you'll wire the money and execute the franchise agreement like on a virtual conversation. Or if you happen to be in the same town, maybe go to their office and do it face to face. They're doing it for a couple of reasons. One, it really is a celebration. They're happy to have you. You're happy to make this life-changing decision. And they don't want the mechanics and formalities of the legal agreement to overwhelm the importance of, we just made a major decision together and, we're, and we can't wait to be in this new relationship together and have some success together. And yeah, on the formality side of it, they, they're assuming you haven't signed franchise agreements before, not this exact one. So. The signing ceremony, whether virtual or in person, is also all about let's make sure we dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's. And if there's any last minute questions, it doesn't turn into a week's worth of back and forth between you and them. And then you're wiring the initial fees. So, yeah, this is that moment, right? <laughs> this is that moment literally where you're saying, OK, here we go. And by that time, hopefully you've gone through those important questions for yourself. Am I a culture fit? Do I trust these people to guide me? Is everybody on board on my team, spouses, business partners, et cetera? And you've been able to answer yes to all of those. At that point, get ready for the checklist to start coming in. It's no different than what you experienced probably at the beginning of the due diligence. The good news is there's lots of information and lots of structure to consume and utilize to your advantage. <laughs> the bad news is there's lots of information coming at you. And so you should have somebody to start having you navigate through those initial steps, but you're going to have to jump in and be ready to start really working through the list. And yes, celebrate yourselves. You know what? Pop open a bottle of champagne or, I don't know, sparkling fruit juice if, if you're not an alcohol drinker. Because celebrating victories does matter. And getting a strong start is important. And by the way, back to that, if you got to know by you, or if they told you no. Celebrate that as well. It's one more step in the process of finding the right business. Good franchise systems are all about helping you make that decision, even if, unfortunately, your decision gets extended because they weren't able to say yes to you. It's all part of an ongoing learning process. It's all, find, it's all about finding the right fit for you and being disciplined about saying yes to the correct one. So that is the end of our discussion on the final visit, the final step in the due diligence process. I hope you took something positive away from this that can help you if you ever plan to get into due diligence, researching franchise opportunities, or you're in due diligence on something and you just want some affirmation if nothing else. I also hope that you'll share this and you'll subscribe and you'll follow us don't keep us a secret. If you know somebody who could benefit from this, who's thinking about researching franchising or some kind of licensing arrangement, please forward it and share it with them because we want to spread our audience of serious decision makers who are looking to learn more from the Heartland Franchise Guy. If you've got additional questions or we missed something, feel free to scan the QR code at the bottom of your screen and we'll be sure to get you the answers that you need because that QR code gives you our contact information. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we look forward to seeing you again here very soon. A Media Production.